So one of the questions that arises in this week's Torah portion, Noah, is why Noah? Why from amongst all humanity, all of the people on the earth, does God only save Noah and his family? Why did God choose to protect him from the flood that will destroy all other life? You would think he would be amazing. You would think he would be incredible, special beyond belief, the one person that should stay alive and be able to recreate humanity in a better, more promising planet. But the Torah doesn't tell us very much about Noah. There's almost nothing. There's only one hint at the beginning in Genesis 6. Noah ish tzaddik. Noah was righteous. Ish tzaddik. Tamim haya bedorotav. He was wholehearted in his generation. And et halochim hitalech Noah. Noah walked with God. So all we know is that he was a righteous man in his generation who walked with God. But the text does not mention a single righteous act that he performed before and certainly not after the flood. And the rabbis who comment on the Torah are somewhat skeptical about Noah's character. Most famously, Rashi, a French medieval commentator, explains that Noah was only righteous bedorotav in his generation. In other words, he was only righteous in comparison to the other extremely evil and corrupt people who lived during his life. It was all relative to who he hung out with that he was righteous. But Rashi also adds that Noah was among those of a limited faith. And that's where I really started to explore what does it mean that he was of limited faith? He seems to have enough faith to blindly follow God's instructions to build a gigantic ark to save his family and the animal kingdom from an apocalyptic flood. Not something that happens every day and usually something that you would question a little bit more. But he says, no problem, I'm building it and I'll save myself and my family and the animals. So to try to explain who Noah was, Rashi compares Noah to another famous man in Genesis, Abraham. While Noah walked with God in this week's Torah portion, just a few chapters later in Genesis, Abraham says of himself, God before whom I walked. Adonai asher hitalachti lefanav, God before whom I walked. So why Noah needed God's support to uphold him. Abraham drew his strength from himself and walked in his righteousness by his own effort. It's the same verb, hitalech. It's the exact same verb to walk with, but the key difference is whether you walk with or you walk before. Later Hasidic masters, so the, the kind of next generation per se of commentators, pick up on this idea and really expand upon it. The Zohar suggests that Noah was really only interested in saving himself and his family. And that when God destroys, decides to destroy the entire earth, Noah readily just acquiesces to God's plans. He doesn't intervene, speak up. He doesn't try to save the rest of the people of his generation, his neighbors, his coworkers. He decides 
that it's just about him and his family. But in contrast, if you remember, when Abraham learns that God wants to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, these cities, Abraham argues passionately with God on behalf of every soul, every innocent life in those cities, every citizen. He stands up to God. He demands justice from the judge of all the earth, and he tries to save each and every innocent life. So the Hasidic teachers explain that ultimately Noah was, was small in his own eyes. He did not have faith. He was of limited faith in himself that he had the ability to speak up and change God's mind. And therefore, he wasn't a true tzaddik. Even though the text says he was righteous, it was only righteous in his moments, but he wasn't truly a righteous man. But Abraham, Abraham challenged God and convinced God to change God's mind for the better. So Abraham is the true tzaddik. He is the true righteous person. He is the one that ultimately God celebrates. So in many ways, Noah is our biological ancestor, the progenitor of the human race after the flood. But Abraham is our spiritual parent. Noah never reached his full potential because he only walked with God. He only obeyed. He only said yes without any questions or challenge. But Abraham walked before God. He took the initiative, he stepped forward, and he paved the way for God in the world. God chose Abraham to be the first Jew. When you convert to Judaism, your Hebrew name is that you're the daughter or son of Abraham and Sarah. Because being a Jew is to strive to be like Abraham in our lives. To not be quietly obedient in our righteousness, but to speak up, to take risks, to challenge leadership with respect. Sometimes, all of us in moments are scared like Noah. There are moments where we feel small. We lack the faith in ourselves and our abilities to save anyone but ourselves. Especially when the problems feel big, like not having enough water in California, or not having enough affordable housing in San Francisco or not having enough time to get everything we need to get done in our day or in our night. And we may settle for just being good enough in comparison to our neighbors, for finding some righteousness, at least in our generation. But I pray on the Shabbat that we find the courage to be inspired like Abraham, to feel powerful, to change the seemingly unchangeable. As we seek opportunities in this moment, in the city, in our generation, to make our world a better place, not only for ourselves, but for the whole of humanity, let us be the children of Abraham. Let us walk before God and lead the way to a rainbow of peace. Shabbat Shalom.